for example, you could say after applying for three jobs in the morning, I get my cup of coffee and you really lower the threshold of the activities that you've got to do that will allow you to get to the point in which you want to get to, essentially. Welcome to podcast number two, Business and Life podcast with Matthew and Ben. Today we're going to be talking about success and what makes a person successful, their key traits and what is success to various people because success isn't always the same for the same people, for different people. So um, so to start with, I mean, Matthew, what, what, how would you define success for yourself? What what would what would success mean to you? Where where would you consider yourself in your life successful? That, I mean that's a like a very open question to be honest. Um, but what I used to think versus what I think right now has changed pretty dramatically. So right now, in my opinion, being successful means being like happy or pumped about what you do for like a living. While being able to maintain like the core things of your life, such as like health family, relationships, all around, being able to, yeah, pretty much be pumped about your work, be able to, to, to thrive and be able to have, be creative as a, uh, in our case, as an entrepreneur, while not losing sight of the other areas of life, which are also as important or even more important than, than business and work. Um, obviously, I haven't, you know, there's times where you like more focus on one thing than the other. Um, it's normal, but um yeah, that's pretty much like the right balance while being able to thrive and, and achieve my goals is what makes me the most happy and successful, I would say. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and, and how about monetary success? I mean, a lot of people would say money is just a byproduct of doing yeah. and being successful. Yeah. But do you define sort of making money as the more money you make, the more successful you are. I think like making money is just essentially that you're very good at one thing. Um, and that obviously makes you successful because you like you overachieve in one area of your life. But if yeah. that area of your life, you know, just uh, doesn't enable the other areas of your life to to flourish, I think that doesn't allow you to be successful long term at least as a human being with emotions with you know with you know someone that needs human connection at the end of the day right because you can have all the money in the world but if you're only who cares <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> some people some people will be happy with that <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah what i mean we've had this chance like this discussion before i think my mind got like we've got pretty similar ambitions to be honest um I think monetary success is important because we live in a, an economic society and if you don't have the resources and you don't have the capabilities to take care of yourself, your, lo- your loved ones or even your friends at some times, um, you're just going to be stuck, right? Like you're going to be, you're going to have that threshold of being able to help others. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it it's it's always changing, obviously, but that's kind of where I found myself the most happy, like thriving for my best to try and achieve and, and be creative in my work life. 
while also being able to, you know, uh, put water on my family relationships and health. Uh, that's yeah, that's what I found. What about yourself, Ben? Like we've had this chat before. But... Yeah, so I think it's it, it's interesting because from one person's perspective, they would see success as how much money does that person have, yeah. where are they in business, yeah. where are they in society, and how does society generally see them? Um, as do they see them as a successful person? Um, and I think for me, hmm. I don't think successful monetary wise is, is up to sort of that five to 10 million mark. And most people would say you're very successful, yeah. but I think there's a key trait in a lot of very successful people in that they're not satisfied with being worth 5 million or 10 million. Yeah. They're only satisfied if they're worth a hundred million or they're only satisfied if they're worth a billion or they're only satisfied if they're worth several billion. Yeah. And I think that, that kind of trait, that sort of never being happy with where you are, it sounds depressing to some people, yeah. but it's almost like a goal that keeps on going. Yeah. And that's what pushes a lot of entrepreneurs to become even more successful. And I think that's a really key trait because without that, some people just sort of walk into success. Maybe they start a business that does well. They sell that business. Mm-hmm. They end up becoming a millionaire um, after a few years. And they're like, that's great. You know, I- I'm happy with where I am now. I'm not going to go on and do anything mm-hmm. else. I think the majority of the population would say that person has been successful mm-hmm. or was successful um, or, or because he still has that monetary value in his bank account, he is successful. Mm-hmm. But to me, mm-hmm. If I sold a business, made a million, made two million, mm-hmm. that's just the start. You know, I, I would not consider myself successful at mm-hmm. all. I would say, but but that's a personal thing. And I, and I think even as my money, my bank account has grew, my wealth has grown, mm-hmm. I still don't consider myself successful. Whereas a lot of people in my position would say, wow, look at what he's doing. It's really impressive. He's very successful. But I think just one of my key traits and one of my one of the things that I just can't seem to shake is this wanting to keep progressing wanting to be worth more next year wanting to do more next year you know buy more businesses you know do more properties whatever it is it's almost like a just a non-stop progression till and I don't know where where it ends (laughs) and really I don't and for me it's it's like it's never really going to end it's going to be I'm going to keep working until I'm until I'm dead really until I get to a point where I've done everything I can do. I've reached the pinnacle of where I can yeah. be. And I think to me, that is the only point in time where I would say I am successful. Um, and I think if you talk to a lot of people, I mean, if you asked Elon Musk yeah. and you say, do you consider yourself successful? Yeah. He would say, well, everyone else does, but I don't because my goal and ambition is to get people on Mars. My goal and ambition is to create the world's biggest electric car company and, and yeah the world's biggest solar company and whatever it is, he won't consider himself successful until he's done that. And I think that's, that's an important thing for any, any person to sort of realize their goals, their ambitions, um, because it really differs between, between various people. So you, you, you mentioning they're um, like successful, like business wise, right. But like, why, why do you feel that you need to, and I do the same, right? Like I feel that I need to progress all the time because that's where I find my moment of peak satisfaction. 
uh, and you know why I feel more to life, right? Is the feeling of like feeling alive what you're seeking, or the like there's a certain emotion that you're seeking out of trying to work and achieve your objectives? Is that emotion the one that you feel that makes you successful, or it's just the just the number that you're chasing? You know what I mean? Because the numbers are always going to change, right? Like a different threshold. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I think monetary figures are a byproduct of being successful. And it is, to some extent, a measure of how well you're doing in life and how successful yeah. you are and how much society, I guess, values what you're yeah. doing. But actually, what I'm doing mm-hmm. is more like the actual sort of businesses I'm buying, the businesses I'm building and the size of those businesses, the impact that has on people, the employees I have, those kind of things are more important than my bank account. Say, for example, I put £10,000 in Dogecoin five years ago. I'd be worth, it'd be worth a hundred million or whatever now. Do I consider myself successful? No. I mean, I've got a hell of a lot of money but I'm not a successful individual because what have I actually achieved yeah. in life? What have I actually accomplished? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Not a lot, really. So so let, let's start into that. And like, let, let's try and dive into it. So it's the feeling of being able to progress and see yourself from like point A to point B in this uh, a term or a phrase called like blissful dissatisfaction. Have you heard of that before? I haven't. Okay, no. so it's essentially like I'm not satisfied where I'm at and I want more, but that doesn't like yeah. that difference. That that gap doesn't make me feel unhappy. It just makes me feel blissful because I'm chasing something while yeah, maintaining yeah. like a level of like wow, I, I feel young, right? Um, it yeah. So that it almost gives you a purpose, yes. doesn't it? It almost sort of a lot of people say, oh, religion gives me a purpose in life, or this gives me a purpose in life and everyone has to have a purpose in life. They have to have something that they think they're, they're progressing towards. Nobody's happy unless they have something they're chasing, a dream they're chasing, uh, uh, a thing they're chasing for next year. Maybe, maybe it's a promotion. Maybe it's starting their own business and achieving a certain sales figures, anything like that. You you have to have something that you're chasing. And I think in everybody that's, that's a progression. Mm. And to them, the success is how quickly they can get to that progression and if they even get to that progression at yep. any point. But I think coming back to your previous points about friends and family, yep. I think I would also say to some people, they measure their success by how their family is, mm. their close family in terms of their children, mm. their partner, yep. um, their, their parents, their siblings and in some, to some extent, they're friends, but they can control their family more than they can control their friendships. Yep. So I think to some people, success is really rooted in what, what legacy have I left for my children mm. and how have I helped my family in yep. this world? Uh, and th- that's certainly something that I always think about mm. and sort of have I made my family proud? Uh, where are my children going to be? in yeah. 40 years time uh, what, what position is my family going to have are they going to be well off are they going to be respected mm-hmm. um and i think that's um, to me that's another part of success mm-hmm. um 
And I would say that comes a lot from life lessons. Yeah. And I, I think this topic is really, really complicated because you can be very good at home and you can have a good family, but you, you might quite for it. Like you, you're like, I've got this, but now I don't have this. And then you start creating the friction. So yeah, it's, uh, so I think there's like, uh, tell me what you think about this. I think there's like three to four things they need to manage like consistently. And like, sometimes you put more focus on one thing or the other. Like one is your health. Like if you not healthy, um, and if you eat crap food and you feel bad about your body, I don't think that's a good start, right? I think you can do better than that. Then um, yeah. obviously your friendships and your family, like we're human beings, we are emotional beings and we need that connection. We need to be able to feel part of a community. Uh, sometimes you may not feel part of it, but you need to kind of like find yourself somewhere uh, and be part of a group of people. Thirdly is, uh, in my opinion, like financial monetary position in life. Um, obviously comparisons are, you know, are, are dumb, but you need to be able to provide for yourself for whoever you want to provide in the future. Um, and then like spirituality, like if you're doing something that you don't feel is right, but you've got the money, like that, there's like another friction happening there, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and you don't mean spirituality in terms of religion. You mean in terms of how you feel yes. about what you're doing in life. Exactly, yeah. That's important. It's, it's, it's more, are you happy with where you are? Are you, are you comfortable? Are you, could you say on your deathbed, I'm really glad how I live my life and the career I had and yeah. what I did in life, essentially. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that's a lot of the times when people die, yeah. it's a bit morbid, but when people die on their deathbed, they say, it's, I regret the things I didn't do, oh. you know, not the things I did. Yeah. And so I always, whenever I talk to someone, I always say to them, you know, what do you do? They tell me, I do this. I say, do you enjoy it? Uh, this is the first question I ask after yeah. that. And they say no, yeah. or not really. Uh, it's a job, mm. and I, it, that really winds me up. I, I just think, yeah. you know, yes, there are some people who, in their situation, they don't have a choice, and they have to provide for their family, and they have no other choice but to do the job they're doing. Yeah. Um, but if you are in a situation where you can move to a job where your passion really is. Mm. And don't waste time doing it. You know, do it as soon as possible because you'll be much happier for yeah. it. And because of that, like you say, all all for the four corners, all four areas are going to be going to be sort of promoted and be helped just from improving one area. Yeah. I think if you improve your health, you're going to have better friends and family, you're going to have better relationships, you're going to have better career. Yeah. You're going to feel like you have the energy to do the things yeah. you want. And likewise, you know, and <clears throat> they all support each yeah. other. A hundred percent. I mean, I think it's um, like even if you can't move jobs right now, like I, I, I mean, we've all been in a position where we didn't want to be like, you know, everyone has not had a job at some point. Everyone has had to start from zero. And that doesn't mean that you if you have like a job that you don't like that you can't move somewhere else or you can't do something else. Um, a yeah. really good exercise that we did, or I did at least, Ben. Uh, remember how we like set up some goals, like probably like two years ago, about where we wanted to be, kind of like the offices and so on that we wanted to have. I mean, yeah. like I saw it the other day, by the way. 
Uh, and uh, one of the goals that I had was to have like an office in a top street, such as like Mayfair, for example, in the city in which I was going to live. And what's happening now is I've got a top office in Madrid, which is like another capital, uh, in a top location and really enjoy the team environment. So it's kind of like, sometimes it may not look like exactly how you think or project it, but in my experience, like my brief experience at least, um, if you set out your goal and you put your vision forward, I mean, in fact, I've got, I'm not going to show it for everyone, but I've got a bit of a vision board going on here, you know? Uh, like you know, just just go for it. I don't know. Wait, what do? And so, what what would you say apart from sort of that determination and that kind of untold, unknown ambition to continue progressing? Mm-hmm. What other key traits would you say are determine someone's success mm-hmm. in life and in business? Um, for me, at least for me, like uh, discipline like being able to have discipline in your daily life and being able to track, not track, but like look at what you're doing constantly because it's very easy to deviate yourself and just like go with the flow as opposed to just, okay, what am I doing? Where do I want to go? And how is this time investment into this activity going to take me there? Um, and, and how do you manage that? How do you monitor that? Uh, very, very, I mean, I've got like an exercise. I'm not sure we can share our screen, um, but no, just describe it for the listeners. Okay. So um, pretty much you can track the habits that you've got from start to finish during the day. So you'll probably repeat the same habits every single morning. Um, you know, wash your, like wake up, turn the alarm off, look at Instagram, Facebook, WhatsApp, then turn the alarm off, go to the bathroom, wash your teeth, shower, have a coffee uh, and rush to work, for example. So there's like three, four, five habits there that you're doing. And you may have some goals that you're trying to achieve. So you now compare the habits that you've got right now to the goals that you want to achieve. Is checking Instagram, Facebook, WhatsApp in the morning going to help you get there? Or is possibly applying for a job position, a CV, or you know, putting your CV out in the morning before you, you have that coffee, something that's going to enable you to get there. So if you track and you score those habits that you start with, and you look at whether it's going to, you know, like taking the direction you want to go, then you can compare that. Um, there's a book. I think that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. There's a book called Atomic Habits. Um, have you read that, Ben? When you're in? No. Oh, I mean, it's it's brilliant. So um, essentially, we're like habit creatures, right? So we tend to repeat ninety percent of our behaviors every single day. Um, if you're able to track them, then you start being conscious of your habits, right? You've you've got that consciousness about what you do on, on a daily basis. And what happens about habits is that you get a reward every single time you do an activity. So, for example, you open Instagram and you get a dopamine effect, right? Um, You have a shower, you feel good about yourself. So that's why you tend to repeat those habits. Now, what you could do is uh, tailor a new habit that you want to implement with a reward system just after doing that activity. So, for example, you could say, after applying for three jobs in the morning, I get my cup of coffee. And you really lower the threshold of the activities that you've got to do that will allow you to get to the point in which you want to get to, essentially. It's it's like rats, right? Like you get like a reward system. It's literally like... (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, but it does make sense. I mean, we're we're animals at the end of the day. And everyone likes to be rewarded. And it it makes sense to motivate you to do something like you you wouldn't want to typically do normally. 
100%. Um, and you just briefly change things little by little, like 1% improvements over a year, uh, like multiply yourselves by 36 times, right? 36.5 times. Yeah, um, that makes sense. It's just, yeah. So, so I think personally, some other good traits are um, hard work. Mm -hmm. Now, you can be successful and not work hard, mm -hmm. but really, are you are are you actually successful? Mm -hmm. I mean, you're you're working very smartly if you're successful and mm -hmm. you don't work hard. It's it's much easier to be successful if you're working hard and smart at the mm -hmm. same time. So I would say working hard. I'd also say not necessarily being intelligent, but picking the right picking the right career, picking the right path. Yeah. And I don't know what kind of trade we'd call that, but you can work incredibly hard in life and never be successful. Yeah. But there are people that don't work particularly hard and are successful. So how is that possible? Well, it's because they've looked at successful people, they've studied how to be successful yeah. and they know this is the these are the ways I'm going to be successful and this is the much amount of work I need to do. Mm -hmm. So focusing on success making careers and Why? whatever whatever gives you that ambition and, and goal, I think Why why do you think some people without working hard are able to be successful? Well others are working super hard. I think it comes down to just working smartly and working in the right areas. And what does working smartly so, mean to you? So working smartly means picking those areas where you don't have to put a significant amount of time into getting the rewards that you want out of them. So take property investing, for example. You don't have to be particularly smart to be a property investor. You don't have to work particularly hard to be a property investor. It's in some, some ways, you have to be a bit lucky to find the right properties. In other ways, you can just invest in properties and that will make you increase your wealth massively over time. And you would be considered successful in your eyes because you've got a property development company or a property company, you've got a portfolio of properties, you're financially free. And I think you're not necessarily working hard but you've just picked the right area to work in. Do, do you think, um, my question there would be, do you think it comes down to the fact that you're like putting your time in leveraged work? So like, for example, with business acquisitions, right? We're putting our time in acquiring assets of essentially things that give you money over time without having to work additionally. But we do that because we use like leverage, for example. Like in, in this case, it's capital, right? Um, yeah. What we're doing here, for example, is like we're using media as leverage. So we don't have to repeat the same meeting for the listeners. So once you publish this, you say you get 100, 1,000 listeners. You don't have to do additional work above and beyond what you've already done. Like, Yeah. Do it, it, I think that's a very good point. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and we don't mean leverage necessarily in, the, in terms of debt, but a lot of the time that is the case. <laughs> but, yeah, leveraging... And uh, not a lot of work to a big audience. Yeah, so like podcasting, if you've got one podcast that takes you an hour, yeah. you can find ways to leverage that out to a bigger audience. Then yeah. absolutely, and and property yeah. and, and property investing, making business acquisitions. Yeah. Again, you know, you're leveraging you're leveraging money, but you don't necessarily have to work particularly hard to get those deals over the line. Yeah. You do just have to 
be the right person to take them on and the knowledge of how to do it. I mean, there's people who are notoriously good at running businesses and they end up being on the boards of several companies. Don't work particularly hard, but when people approach them and say, I've got this problem, they can solve it. And so that value there is, is, is invaluable to a lot of companies and they get paid significant amounts of money for not a lot of their time just to solve problems. And so I think that's what I mean by working smart is they've, they've, they've developed some knowledge that is very useful to the overall society and they don't have to spend a lot of time sort of sharing that knowledge and they get a lot back from it. Have you heard of this guy called, uh, and the audience as well, a guy called Naval Ravikant? Have you heard of him? Okay, so Naval Ravikant is essentially a very successful VC investor based out of uh, San Francisco, I believe. Um, And he mentions, like, in order to be successful in business, right, you need to have specific knowledge. So essentially have something that you're very good at that makes you stand out from the mass market, essentially. You want to spend your time doing leverage work. So there's different types of leverage work. One is labor. That's permissioned leverage, right? So you need to ask for permission of that employee in order to give you that leverage, which is their time. Uh, Secondly, there's uh, capital, which is also permission leverage from investors, banks, financial institutions, funds, you know, VCs, whatever. And then after that, there's, uh, I guess, leverage that's non this non-permissionless so it's permissionless uh, so media right like post articles um ads on on facebook ads on google you know podcasts and then thirdly there's uh code so essentially you just write the piece of code and it runs every single time so this like kind of like he calls it like the four levers pretty much uh, that if you apply them to the right with the right specific knowledge in the right areas, that's where you see people skyrocket in terms of their financial success, at least. Um, so it's a, it's a. Have you heard that before? I mean, I read it and I was like, wow, this is really intelligent. Like, yeah, and it makes sense. I mean, I think I think to me that I, I wouldn't probably call it. I mean, I I know that that <laughs> exists, but not necessarily the way he yep. put it. Um, and I think any successful business person probably mm. does implement all of those strategies yep. um, without actually knowing they're doing it. Yeah. But if you can be given the framework of how to do it, then that certainly helps. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so you, you bought yourself a little a little Porsche for the audience. What? <laughs> <laughs> how do you feel about that? Nice. Yeah. So. I mean, I, I would say up to a certain extent, I'm, I like extrinsic rewards. Mm. Now, I am all for mostly intrinsic rewards. Mm. I think sort of being successful and com- completing deals and working and, and seeing sort of the fruits of my labor is, is more rewarding to me than buying a Porsche. Mm. But at the same time, it is nice to have an external reward every now and then. And I don't tend to do it often. Mm. So, yeah, I bought myself a nice Porsche 911, <laughs> 997, Generation 1, beautiful car. Yeah.